What's everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by GGS Strategies. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dutton Woods Football on 96.9, The Legend. Got a fun show planned for you guys this week. We're getting closer and closer to the season. Ten days away when this podcast is airing on August 14th to 24th is when high school football season will kick off. And on today's show, I will be joined by the head coach of one of the best programs in the Wiregrass, Mark Seaving, the Elba Tigers head coach. Uh, they're out of 1A Region 2. Uh, he's going to his fourth year there at Elba. And have had two really good seasons the past couple of years. Got one of the best players in the state, uh, in the country, probably, and Alvin Henderson at running back. So we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the start of fall camp with Coach. We'll talk about the play in the spring uh, jamboree against Goshen and Carroll. What's the benefits between playing against another team versus just playing an inter-squad game uh, against yourself? And then we'll jump into the team. Coach breaks down the offense, defense, and just what can expect uh, out of this Elba Tigers team. And then after that, I got a couple of news items we're going to talk about from around the wiregrass. Before we do all that, let you guys know you can find me and the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSEC. Podcast is available on the wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcast. And also make sure you can email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com. Now let's jump into it with Elba Tigers head coach, Mark Sieving. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Elba Tigers head coach, Mark Seaven. And uh, Coach Seaven, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, coming on the show and talk about your Tigers. Philip, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I, uh, I enjoy talking about our guys and and uh, we appreciate the publicity you give our program. And uh, I'll tell you, we're gearing up, we're getting ready and, and, uh, and sure getting excited about the year. Yeah, what's the buzz on the team? How's practice? How's everything going with the team? And we're just uh, uh, less than two weeks away uh, from the start of the season. Well, it's going really good. We, um, you know, we felt like we had a really good spring. Uh, we played a spring game with uh, with Carroll and, and Goshen, and uh, then picked back up in the summer and, and kind of kept it going and started to add more to our to our offense and our defense and. Feel like we've pretty much got everything we're going to do, you know, installed already, and and uh, and now that you know we can put pads on and get out there and, and try to figure out some of these positions, who needs to be where, and uh, and all that for the for the final little lead up here before our first game. Yeah, I saw where you guys had done the the spring game with with Goshen and Carroll, and I want to ask you the question, and of course it with. Auburn head coach Hugh Freeze, this became a big talking point on the college side of things about uh, his thoughts on a spring game instead of, you know, college playing against each other, playing against another team. And, was, and, and some schools in high school do just have an inter-squad scrimmage, and then you guys did had a spring game against other teams. Well, what's the benefit in that, uh, scrimmaging or, or playing a game against another team in spring versus scrimmaging against yourself? You know, we've done it both ways, and I think uh... – I think the reason we did the inter squad game, kind of our thinking behind it was we had so many uh, unknowns going into the spring as far as positions go, who was going to play where and moving people around that we really just wanted to focus on that. And then, uh, you know, this year we didn't lose that many seniors. So 
think we lost four seniors last year and you know we pretty much know who's going to be where and I don't know I just feel like you know we thought it'd be fun to to compete and uh you know some people don't have a spring at all and they choose to start the week early and um but now you know it just worked out for us that our guys weren't involved in in baseball and, and golf and uh at the time so that we would have everybody so uh we decided to go ahead and do it and um, and we wanted to play, you know, some some uh, some bigger schools to kind of see, uh, you know, just where we'd be. And uh, that's why we played Goshen and Carroll. Um, you know, they're 5A and 3A, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it was good for us. I felt that to to get our guys out there in the spring and compete and uh, and see how we did, you know. So. Yeah, and those two teams there because with Goshen, I saw in a preseason poll they're ranked number nine, and then of course with Carroll with what Patrick Plot, I think he's one of the uh, best coaches in our area uh, as well. So yeah, and not only as you play bigger schools, you're playing uh, really well coached teams too. That's got to be helpful too. Yeah, both of those guys do a really good job, and uh, I know uh, Goshen is sure much improved, and um, I'm sure Carroll's going to be too. So. Uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a good challenge for us, and and we played really well. So we were excited about that. It's got to be exciting too to have a team, and as you mentioned, um, most of your team from a year ago is back. So when you've got a, a team of, of veteran players that's been around, because you've got a lot of players that's been playing for three years too, not just two years. This be you know, if you've got three years of experience, just you know, how much as a head coach does that ex- excite you knowing that you've got guys that have been in your system for for several years? They they kind of know what to expect, and they haven't. They're not going to be surprised by a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh it's nice having an experienced group. Um but I'll tell you, you know, it's it's man, it's I don't know, I mean it's still you know, we still preach to them and still try to get them to understand that, you know, uh you know, I mean just because you have that experience, yeah, it may be a little bit of an advantage, but you know, somebody else may be getting an advantage on you by how hard they're working or or you know, so you know, nothing really changes. I mean, you've got to continue to work hard and try to get better every day. And, um, you know, even though we got guys that are more experienced and may know what to do, uh, there's still a million things they can do to get better. So uh, that's what we try to preach to them and then think they understand that. And, uh, you know, we've got to, we do. We've got a good group of seniors this year that, that are providing some leadership and already and, um, you know, uh, they they want to have a great year, so um, you know they're they're stepping up and and trying to lead this team. We've got a got a great junior class behind them that we're excited about. So um, we're looking forward to it. But uh, but man, just really trying to focus on the day to day work and the day to day getting better. You know, when you look at your team too, like I said, all the experience coming back. Uh, what's the thing you've seen so far as your team that uh that's really stood out to you so far in fall camp well i mean our running game with uh you know with alvin henderson back i mean he's alvin's obviously a special player he uh you know he's gotten i mean i've never really been around a kid that's gotten that type of attention from colleges and uh and and i think he's held held i think he's handled it really well considering uh you know, it's it's kind of new to all of us. I mean, he's got over seventy offers, so uh, you know, people know it's no surprise that we're going to run the football. We're a you know an old school single wing team, and um, that's what we do. Uh, 
we do have a very capable quarterback in Braden Johnson, who's a third-year starter now. And, um, you know, Braden can lead the offense. He knows the, you know, the ins and outs, not only of his position, but everybody else. So, um, you know, that's great to have a guy like that. It's almost like having a coach out there on the field. And, um, and we finally have got, you know, last year we had, you know, bigger linemen, but they were young and they weren't experienced. And, and now we've got those same guys back that are, that are stronger and, uh, and bigger and, uh, and a lot more experienced. So, um, when you put those things together, you know, you, you got potential to have, you know, a pretty good, uh, explosive offense. And, uh, that's what we expect out of them. And, and, uh, you know, I think they understand that. And a lot of those guys got to turn around also at our level, you know, and do do the same thing on defense. So, um, but so far, yes, it, we've had a we had a, a little bit of a scrimmage day, you know, on Friday, and uh, and it went really well. Uh, I thought we handled the heat good. Man, it was hot, but uh, that's just part part of it, you know. Uh, I think that's a something that can can give your team a, a real advantage, or or could be a disadvantage, you know, is the conditioning that you've done during the summer and and how you handle that heat. And I don't know, I've I've got a million questions, and I'm always wondering if we're doing it the right way or if there's a better way um, because, well, those cramps are hard to avoid those first three games, you know. Oh, yeah, I know uh, the uh, the heat timeouts are employed uh, the first uh, four weeks of the season, too, as well. Uh, uh, and I was reading uh, an article, and you had your quotes from, from in the Dothan Eagle, and you're talking about Alvin Henderson. And so I had a question. You talk about in seven-on-seven seven stuff, more passing with him uh kind of show off some of that oh where, where is he at, at, at as a receiver because you guys do you know and you said it there you're a run focused team but when he has those opportunities to come out and be a, pa- a pass catcher how has he developed in that area i mean alvin can catch the ball um he's uh you know it's just um you know i mean I, i'll be honest with you the way that we kind of look at it philip is is you know we can throw it alvin out of the backfield and he can he can get 10 yards, you know, but we could also make a bad throw or he could not catch it. And then, you know, we can hand it off to him and get those same 10 yards. So, so, you know, when you look at it like that, you know, the smart thing to do is they just hand it to him, you know, but he is capable of, of catching the ball. And he, he, uh, we are, we, you know, we have expanded now with him being so experienced in our offense and, and branched out a little bit and, trying to find different ways to get him the ball, um, you know, but, uh, I mean, I think he rushed for 2,400 yards last year. I mean, you know, there's – I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people would kill to have those type of numbers. So, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, taking away carries to, to put it to him in the air, um, you really got to weigh the pros and the cons of it, you know. And, I mean, the uh, the carries are what got him the 70 offers. You know, he's not a receiver, um, although he's got good hands. You know, it's just a matter of, of how that fits into our offense, you know, and uh, and that's kind of how we look at it. Yeah, well, what's that old saying from old co- uh, a coach I remember here saying, uh, the pass is great, but, you know, there's always, you know, three things can go wrong whenever you drop back to do it, too, at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, we've been, we've been uh, you know, we've seen that over the years. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, people call, uh, you know, our offense old school and this and that. And, 
you know, but uh, I'll tell you, you know, we've I'm not going to say the names, but we've been in games over the past three years that I've been here where, you know, the reason that we won the game was the other team threw us the ball, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, so it's just a philosophy, kind of our philosophy. Now, you know, I will say this, Braden had an outstanding summer at quarterback, and uh, he's, he's showing, you know, more and more and more uh, that, you know, uh, I mean, he's wanting more and more of the load. And uh, so we do feel like, you know, if that's something we need to do, we've got that, you know, we've got a lot of confidence in doing it. So, um, you know, I mean, Braden's a rare type quarterback in the sense that he's, you know, 6'2", 240 pounds, and uh, he can run you over and he can throw the ball, you know, 50 yards downfield. So, and he's accurate with it. So uh, he brings a lot to the table too. And, uh, you know, now we've got other guys, Caden Adkins at wing back and uh, Colin Arnold at our receiver, you know, guys that are, that are experienced, that are proven. And, um, you know, they've not only, uh, you know, like Colin, for instance, not only improved as a receiver, but he's really improved as a blocker. And, um, you know, when you're talking about our offense, you know, that's uh, that's worth a, worth its weight in gold. You know, on the defense side of the ball, and you said, you know, a lot of you guys play on that side, offense, defense, play on both sides of the ball. But uh, what sticks out with your defense? You, you talk about experience coming back on offense. You also have that experience coming back on defense. Yeah, our front seven um, on defense, we're uh, – we're really excited about. We've got um, Jamal Siler, um and uh, Caleb uh, Mitchell at the two defensive ends. And uh, uh, boy, I tell you, you know, uh, we we were watching film the other day. You know, they're both making plays already this year that that I don't think they would have made last year. And that's a testament to their their work ethic in the weight room and uh, and outside of the weight room. Um, you know, with their conditioning and their training. Um, so between those two and, uh, and then we've got our, our three linebackers all returning, Braden Johnson, um, Jacob Watkins, who led our team in tackles and Cade Nagkins, who I think was just, you know, three tackles behind Jacob. Um, those guys right there, uh, you know, are a formidable, um, you know, defense, our outside linebacker, Kendrick Jordan and Colin Arnold. We've got a lot of experience there. And then we've got a, a you know an all-state corner that's back, um, and Cam Cameron Gray and uh, his brother Cody. We're looking at moving him to safety, and uh, Brady Johnson will be a newcomer to the defense. But got a lot of experience last year also um, at the other corner. So yeah, we're excited about those guys. And uh, you know, anytime you can uh, you can go out there and get stops and get the ball back to your offense. You know, that's more opportunities to score and. Um, you know, ultimately, that's what we're trying to do is put more points up than the other guys. So, uh, we're we're expecting stops and expecting turnovers and and uh, and and all that out of those guys. And I and I feel like we're big enough now defensively and physical enough to to uh, you know to match up with with some of the teams we struggled with last year that would you know just get in like two tight end sets and try to pound the ball against us. You know, we struggled at times with that last year, and I think that we'll be a lot more uh, more suited to stop that type of offense this year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, last year All-State defensive back Cameron Gray, five interceptions on the year. You talked about it earlier about 
teams winning games because they threw you the ball. Getting those extra possessions is always big. Oh, what makes him so good at that? Uh, putting himself in the right position to make those plays for you guys. Yeah, well, he's a he's a technician at his at his uh, at his position, and you know we talk to them a, a lot about you know try to be an expert at your position, and that's you know. Uh, you know, knowing the technique, studying the technique, repping it over and over and over to where it's just almost second nature. And then the mental part of it too, you know, we've got, you know, I mean, our DBs have rules for their coverages and, and following those rules and knowing that if you do that, you know, you're going to put yourself in position to make plays. And, uh, you know, Cam and his brother Cody uh, are uh, are real you know, students of the game in that regard and, and really have a knack. Uh, they have good hands and have a knack for, you know, breaking on the football and uh, and getting in there and uh, and getting their hands on it. And then if that's the case, then we're going to have a – we'll have a chance to, to possibly get some interceptions. And, and uh, you know, one other one I, I didn't mention, um, kind of moving away from defense and the special teams, is Alex Weiskup. Uh He was first-team All-State kicker last year. And uh, having him back, he's a he's a definite weapon for us. I think he scored sixty something points last year. And uh, the big part about him that we're excited about is is on kickoffs. His he's getting really close to put him in the end zone. So um, you know, man, that's a that's a huge weapon, especially at one A football. You know, when a lot of guys kick off to us, they're kicking onside kicks because they don't want to kick to Alvin. And, you know, here we are when we kick off, you know, we, we're having a chance to put it in the end zone and, and make you start on your 20. Um, that can be uh, a big, big, big swing and field position for us and, uh, and definitely a weapon that, um, you know, a lot of times goes unnoticed. I was about to ask you about that too. Uh, I had it down here uh, on my notes. So uh, you jumped ahead of me on that one. I'll let everybody know. Coach Seaving did not see my notes beforehand. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. I uh, went ahead and jumped into the special teams. So, obviously, uh, your first game is on the uh, 25th against New Brockton. So, uh, what's going to be the key, uh, you know, going through the rest of camp and practice between now and uh, that opening game? Well, they've got a new coach over there. And, um, you know, I know they're excited. I, I know he's, uh, he's going to, I'm sure he's going to do a great job with those guys and get them, get them going and get them ready. And, um, you know, but for us, it, it's uh, it's kind of the same as it's always been. You know, we're not really focused on the opponent. We're focused on on trying to improve every week, and uh, and uh, and and that's you know we got two more weeks left to play, so we got plenty of improving that we can do, and uh, and it really doesn't change throughout the season. It's you know what can we do to get better today? What can we do to get better today? And stressing that over and over and. You know, if you do that, then you're going to be a different team at the end of the season than you are at the beginning of the season. And, um, you know, we need to be, if, if we want to be a team that can get to the playoffs and make a playoff run and, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, possibly, uh, get out there and make some noise in the playoffs, you know, you've, you've got to, you've got to stay humble and you've got to keep working. And, uh, that's going to be our focus. That's uh, your riders get close. I know you guys are excited. I know I'm excited. I'm ready for it to to get here myself. Ready for the 24th uh, for us on the, the Dothan side of things. But uh, also, uh, you know, before I let you go, just is there anything about your team or about the community of Elba you'd like to talk about before uh, uh, we close this thing up? 
Yeah, I really want to stress to everyone to to just do what you've always done, you know, in here in Elba, and that's come out and support us. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, we're lucky to, to live in a town that cares so much about football, and um, they do an outstanding job of getting out there and supporting us. And we had some great games last year, home games, you know, against, uh, against Brantley and our first-round game in the playoffs where, you know, I felt like our crowd definitely gave us an advantage. And, uh, you know, we're definitely going to need them again this year. So come out and support this group of boys. They've been working really hard and, uh, and man, they've, they've, uh, they've really committed to this team and, uh, we just want the best for them and, and want to see them do well. And, uh, uh, and they, they want nothing more than, than to, you know, um, than to represent their their town in, in a in a in a positive way. So, uh, just come out and support them, and that's all we ask. Well, coach, I appreciate you you coming on here a little bit and uh, talking about your team, kind of preview the upcoming season here for the Elba Tigers. Uh, good luck uh, this upcoming season. I'm sure uh, we'll we'll connect some uh, throughout the season. But I do appreciate the time and uh, look forward to talking again uh, sometime during the season. Thanks, Philip. Appreciate you, man. All right, once again, thanks to Coach Mark Seaving for coming on the show this week. I always look forward to talking to Coach Seaving about the Elba Tigers. I'm sure we will touch base uh, here and there during the season. So now let's go into some news items that's around the wire. Two, just two things I want to talk about. First, and it's more Elba-related. Uh, this past week, Alvin Henderson named his top 10 teams uh college wise and I, uh, he was at 70 offers uh he narrowed it down to 10 uh what he's looking at right now uh alphabetical order alabama arkansas auburn florida state georgia miami penn state tennessee oregon and usc and i believe i saw recently that he made a trip to oregon uh, if i'm wrong on that i'm sure somebody will correct me on that one but very Interesting list of teams. Of course, a lot of Southeast flavor there, but you get the Penn State, the Oregon, and the USC. So this is this is a national prospect here. Super talented. Uh, very exciting to see how his season goes this upcoming year for Elba. Now, he told the Dothan Eagle, I feel pretty confident in these teams because all the schools I have put in are the schools that have built a relationship with me and my mom since I started getting offers in the ninth grade. And that's what recruiting is. We hear about all the time. It's about creating relationships. And the teams that are really good at recruiting are doing that. So that's obviously what these 10 programs are doing in the recruitment of Alvin Henderson. Now, another piece of news, and this is kind of going to go for everybody in the area. The the polls have come out. The preseason polls have been released. And uh, we got a few teams in the area here that are in uh, the top 10 and then poll this one receiving votes too as well. Uh, in 7A, the Dothan Wolves come in at eighth. They are behind number seven, Enterprise. Uh, Enterprise got 88 votes or points, and Dothan got 68. Uh, other teams in the 7A region two region, this is a loaded region of teams. you got Auburn coming at number two behind Thompson, who's number one defending 7A champions. You also have Central Phoenix City coming in at four. And then you have Prattville coming in at 10. And also Opelika, they were 5-5 five and five last season, just missed the playoffs. They got votes. And now, so they're not in the top 10, but they did receive some votes. Now, we do not have a team in 6A in the Wiregrass. We're going to jump over to 5A. Number one team in 5A is Ramsey. They had 18 overall votes. 
Uh, Charles Henderson, who got to the state championship game last year but lost out of 5A Region 2, they come in number two. They got two first-place votes. Uh, that's the only teams in 5A Region 2 that got uh, votes or landed in the top 10 there in 5A. Now we jump over into 4A. We had a couple teams uh, people may be familiar with. Andalusia comes in at number one with 19 votes. Uh, they won the state championship last year at 14-1. Of course, they're in 4A Region 2. Uh, their 4A Region 2 partner, Montgomery Catholic, they come in at number three. And another team in that region, Montgomery Academy, they did not get in the top 10, but they do receive votes. Now, in 3A, St. James comes out number one there, followed by Piedmont, Gordo, Mars Hill, Mobile Christian. Now, that's the top five. Houston Academy comes in at number seven. Uh, they were a really good season last year for them uh, there at Houston Academy. Uh, only one loss on the season when they got beat by Mobile Christian in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Pike County comes in at number nine. Op, they did not get in the top ten, but they received 14 votes and then Strawn also had nine as well so 3a region two is going to be a very very competitive region as well uh down into 2a uh the highest ranked team in the area would be highland home uh, at number four they're 12 and two last season Ayrton is number six and then goshen is a uh, number nine we mentioned that a little bit there we could see in our conversation uh gw long didn't make the top 10 but they did receive some votes there in 1a elba is number two uh, Leroy is number one on that one. Uh, Brantley, they come in at number four. And Florala did not receive votes. Georgiana didn't receive votes. But those two teams also are there as well in the uh, getting vote side anyways. And those teams are 1A Region 2 members. Then over in AISA, we do not have a team that is ranked. But Abbeville Christian did receive five votes in the preseason poll. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Once again, thanks to Coach Seaving for being on the show. Uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. Remember, you can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on the WiregrassDailyNews.com or wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the show over on my YouTube channel, the Philip George Media YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications, and please leave a comment on the video, and I'll read it on a future edition of the show remember you can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com we are 10 days away from the high school football season which when the dothan wolves kick off against the carroll high eagles that game will be on 96.9 the legend at 6:45. the coaches show will be coming up soon too as well so uh it's here uh it is right around the corner high school football season and it's a very exciting time as well Anyways, guys, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Make sure to check out the Wiregrass Daily News Sports podcast on Wednesday morning. Uh, that will be up, updating you more on what's going on with fall camp at Alabama, Auburn, and Troy. Until next time, bye-bye.